Welcome to episode 64 of the Halibass Bass Fishing Podcast. This week, we are sitting down with Alex Epperson, Oklahoma's worst angler, fellow content creator out of Oklahoma, and surprise join-in cameo from Debo's Fishing. We just hang out, talk fishing, talk baits, talk swim baits, big baits, frogs, spring fishing. Just have a good time. Hope you enjoy the kind of casual, laid-back hangout episode. Here it is. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code Hellabass15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. Hmm. All right, we are live. What's up, everybody? Wednesday night, Hellabass. We will have a guest very shortly. OWA, Oklahoma's worst angler. He'll be hopping on shortly. He's getting his kids into bed, which is awesome. Appreciate a family guy like that. Um, no shame in that game. So uh, he'll be joining shortly, but until then, we'll be hanging out. Just you, me, the crew. We'll let people get rolling in here. We'll get going. There's already a handful in. Uh, let me know in the chat who's coming in. We can uh, say hi. But... What is going on with everybody tonight? Vince, what's up? Sean, you're awake, buddy. What's going on, Sean? No no snoozing tonight? <clears throat> uh, here we go. Reno, Real Custom Art. What's up, everybody? Glad to see everybody rolling in tonight. That is awesome. Good evening, David. What's up, Cam? Yeah, absolutely. You know, talk fishing, live stream at the end of the night. Nothing better. So, Alex will be joining us in a little bit. How many of you watched the Lake Fork action from this past weekend? Because that was some pretty epic stuff. I was out fishing. And uh, what's up, Shadow? And uh, so I was fishing a tournament on Sunday, so I didn't get to see it go down live, but watched a little bit of the the replay, and that was some pretty crazy stuff. What's up, Brian? <clears throat> Darius? That largemouth. <laughs> yeah, he was chunky. He, uh, the smallmouth we caught were actually way bigger than the largemouth, but <clears throat> he was a nice little fat dude, probably three, three-something. Um, yeah, Lake Fork was stupid crazy. And the, uh, oh, there's a critical gravy, John Welsh. Good to see. Yeah. The fact that he got almost broke. I mean, he was like in the mix to break the all-time record that Dean Ross had at 45 pounds. The fact that he had a top water and almost broke that record was insane. Um, so I watched a fair amount of the, the highlights. Um, how would you like to be Patrick Walters and bring in 31 pounds and then not even, I mean, nobody cares because you're second place and irrelevant. 
even though you had 102 pounds for the tournament and weighed in two 30 pound bags and nobody could care less. <clears throat> do you, do you watch any of this pro fishing stuff or are you just too busy out slaying your own hogs? Dude, I, I wish I was like, I'm too busy slaying my own hogs. I'm just busy taking care of kids during the day. You're like the Sean Kemp of fishing YouTubers, except for not just in the number, not in the uh, the randomness. I yeah. Guess. yeah. <laughs> not so many no, partners. I, mean, I, I do try and watch as much as I can, man. I try and watch any kind of like pro event, any kind of live fishing. I, sure. I just love to watch it. I love to watch different guys fish, how they fish, what they're targeting. I break it down so analytically. So I try to. Yeah, for sure. I, I like try to keep it on when I can during the day on like Thursdays and Fridays and stuff, or if they have the championship Mondays or whatever. <clears throat> but uh, like on the weekends, I, I like to be outside fishing. So then I tend to catch more highlights. Whoa. Sometimes I catch it on the weekends, but um, I think Alex sounds pretty good. How does it, what does everybody else think? Let me know in the chat. Um, yeah. Let me know if everything's good on my end. I need to. This is his first time being on YouTube, so he's new to this. So um, <laughs> be patient. Um, David says, what's up? What's up, David? All right, now I'm seeing the comments in here. here yeah, they're saying we're good. Everybody says audio is great. We're good. Rigo is checking in from the Facebooks. So um, we're starting to build a little momentum here. So you made a, a cameo appearance after the uh, Brian New interview. I don't know, was that like two months ago now? Yeah, something like, was it two months? I don't know. Well, that was back in, didn't they fish St. John's in like February? Yeah. Now you're asking me about like pro stuff, and I don't even know. I don't he's, know. He's too busy know. working on his pinup posters. Like, fish naked. <laughs> there we go, fish naked. It was driving me crazy. Like, I'm kind of like OCD about stuff like that. Like, you have a nice background, too. I'm trying to keep my background nice. It's nice, but if you, like, if you like pan outside of what you can see in the camera, then it's, like, exposed basement walls. Like, this is just oh. a facade of yeah. just a shell. And this is a garage is what it is. <laughs> and my, my desk, my table is a complete disaster. I've got baits all over the place. I seem to go through, like and organize and clean once every two weeks and all it takes is one day and it's just trashed all over again like one week into fishing and it's just trashed absolutely i got like home depot receipts from some carpet i bought so i can i'm like setting up a new space for doing rod reviews and it's all over the place i think i've got 20 rod tubes sitting over there I got all those up in my garage, up above the garage, like stored. Somewhere. I don't know why I have them. I don't know what I'm going to use them for. I mean, maybe I'll build a raft, you know? Or maybe you could uh, fish structures that you could sink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, Clark should have been good on Lake Fork. That, that kind of surprises me. Um, I'm glad he wasn't on my team. But I've had my fair share of clunkers this year where Hackney has taken huge dives on day two. Um, Justin Atkins bombing on pickwick um yeah there's there's been too many to count to be honest dude don't you know what if you're if your tackle room is a hundred percent in order a you either don't actually fish or b you don't have enough tackle yeah convince me i'm wrong yep <laughs> or 
or you've just got way too much time on your hands and you're extremely successful and you have no nothing to do but organize your stuff after you fish. See, but that if if I had that much time, I'd be out fishing, not at home organizing my tackle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is raining so much here. I saw Dawn talking about that. Like we went fishing last night and had about three hours of light by the time we got out there. I got a couple on the frog. I see Debo in here, so I got I got a couple on the frog. I missed two on the frog, and then I caught one on a buzz bait that kind of like wrecked my buzz bait. And then uh, we night fished. My buddy Chris and I we night fished, mm-hmm. and I don't know like if anybody else in here like you want just the magic ticket for night fishing if you're in a boat is find the grass edges and throw out like a seven inch wacky rig Senko. <laughs> it just, it gets bit. I mean, at night? it was, yeah, huh. at night. It's the weirdest thing. Green pumpkin, seven oh, inch Senko. Just the, the big, the big black dong. Just toss it out there and let it float around. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I mean, the big girl, she was probably like five, six pounds. I ate it right then. I mean, just. Jade's got the same sign as you. Sycamore, you can still get your picks in. You got like 10 days. Um, nice, Jay. So there you go. Yeah, what's up, Debo? I saw you. You creeping? He creeped on the uh, the IG live, and he's creeping in here. I told him, like, hey, I'll send you a link. We could have a super show, but uh, he's probably actually like editing videos or doing something important yeah. tonight. Doing all um, the stuff that I should be doing. <laughs> you can do that later, like between like midnight and three, while the rest of your family's sleeping. You That's know, that was my plan last night, but the wife decided to like drink caffeine and do a deep clean on the house. And then I felt obligated to stay up with her and just talk and hang out. Hmm. Nothing else. I mean, it, it sounds exciting, but it wasn't. It's, you know, true married life is sitting around talking. Vince wants to know what's your favorite color of the, the, the Mega Bass Buzzbait? Green pumpkin. Hmm. Like a bluegill color. Nope. So like yeah. I've got the bluegill right here. Bluegill's got a silver blade to it. Ah. A pewter blade, if you will. But the green pumpkin has got a black blade. I've got a uh, a busted one up there. I'll just grab it. Um this thing just finally bit the bit the dust after a lot of Oof. abuse to it. But yeah, I mean the blade just broke right. So that's up. that's a trash in a good way. Yeah, I mean it was it. This has been the one I've thrown a lot of different ones. I've thrown the Hasu from them. I think it's Hasu. It's like the smoke. Um, but there's something about that black blade for me in the waters that I fish, even clear waters. Like I mean, the water that we were fishing last night was pretty dang clear, and I had one just absolutely wreck. The one. I mean, I was sitting there trying to bend it back to get it to clack again for about five mm-hmm. minutes. I like. I mean, I, I wish the bluegill would hit as well as that does, but you know, I uh, that green pumpkin just gets it done for me. Yeah. Uh, I haven't thrown it. I got so many other buzz baits. I don't throw. I don't need to buy mega bass buzz baits. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have thrown the BFE. It's a pretty decent bait. I got them late last year. Caught some fish on them. I'll, I'll throw them again this year. Yep. I've thrown them. I've liked them. I, I mean, there's other stuff I like for flipping or Texas rigging. So I have not 
tried or seen the Brian Schmidt jigs in person. Cannot comment. Mm-hmm. But if he really designed them, I'm sure they don't suck. see yeah 84 that's no shame i mean you're you're in striking distance with halfway point in the season walt you keep making solid picks you can move up i i went from like 69 percent up to like 78 percent this week so i'm finally like um thomas is a fan of the worldwide buzzer i also don't have any of those yeah I'd so like check, I'd like to check more out. I mean, I I developed a lot of confidence in buzz bait last year. It was never one of my go tos. So, um, I, I mean, buzz baits work everywhere, but I feel like they work extra better down south in places that you have shad and especially gizzard shad. I think it does a really good job of imitating uh, a uh, a big shad. Um, we definitely catch them in our bluegill lakes and perch lakes, but I think in the shad lakes, the buzz bait's even better. But I don't think anytime the water is above mm, high 50s, I think buzz bait can work. Yeah. So, I don't know. We didn't really talk about who the F you are. Why are you on my stream and, and what do you know about fishing? <laughs> Dude, introduce yourself. Don't I mean, be so yeah, rude. I feel like, you know, but like we know each other, so it's not anything that like is like, you know, top priority between you and I. Um, I am uh, Oklahoma's worst angler. I started fishing again a couple years ago. Um, used fishing to kind of pull myself out of dark space, you know, alcoholism. Um always been into photography and videography and wanted to you know create content and never could figure out what to do for that and then when i got back into fishing i just decided to why not you know combine the two and here i am you know it was just a uh, it was a long struggle of fishing learning how to fish again starting from the basics and there was just one day i was like i've got to be the worst fisherman in Oklahoma and hence the name started so just to keep it simple all right sent a link to Debo in case he wants to make a cameo if, he, if he's uh not too busy editing yeah Debo That's... we're already bored because it's just me and Rich so <laughs> could be worse yeah could be Bailey could be watching like Randy Blockett or something um <laughs> Favorite glide bait? Right into the hard-hitting questions. Oof. Honestly, I have not caught very many fish on glide baits. I need to throw them more. I've got a box of them here because I thought just in case we started talking big baits, I brought some baits over. But I need to get out and use them more. I mean, I've uh, a couple of them that I'm excited about are the the bait sanity uh, glide bait and then the Arashi glide bait. The bait sanity the antidote or the explorer. Yeah. The antidote. Did you want to talk about big baits? Because that's what I'm going to talk about after we're done talking. <laughs> I mean, I just, I didn't bring it up. Vince did. I see what you're doing, but you had them out because you wanted to talk about Well, it. I just, it, it, I feel like I always see your baits in the back and then I'm like, oh, let's, so. Let's talk, you know, like I've got antidote right here. I like the antidote. And it's a, it's my a antidote. Um, 
This is weird. You know, unpopular, very unpopular opinion. I might like upset some people when it comes to you know the big bait fishermen that are out there, but I think the Explorer from Bait Sanity is very comparable to a 250 from Depths. That's their bigger version. That's mm -hmm. I don't know where my antidote is. That's really weird. Vince, I'll tell you. I mean, like my favorite glide bait right now has got to be the uh, the Buka Shad Glide. And oh, the, the Buka. Okay, sure, the Buka. Well, that's the only glide bait I've ever caught fish on, which recently just happened, and I'm waiting to drop that video because. I saw a unicorn that day. I uh, I was able to net the biggest bass I've ever seen in my entire life. That nice. Day. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it was gnarly. Buzzbait line. I like braid. I like 40 to 50 pound braid for my buzzbaits. Yep. Um, I'm a 50 well, pound. Do you like a faster gear ratio on your buzzbait? So I usually throw like a seven to one. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been throwing on my. Uh, I mean, I can slow it down because it's very visual to see, like, but like when you get to the end of the cast and it's like you want to like and then get it back out there, so it's more of an efficiency thing. Yeah. Uh, I have dabbled with the Tokyo rig. I haven't noticed anything better than a Texas rig in the situations I used it. True, Doug could be on the show. I am going to be on Doug's show tomorrow at 3 p.m. on Facebook on his Make Fish Famous podcast. So, um, how the heck did you get one of those? I think you went, you drove down to the Tulsa show, right? That's where you got that one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I live in Bigsby, so I mean it was a 15 minute drive. But uh, I was pretty lucky because there was only two of the bass pattern left. And I picked one up, and then I literally held one in my hand because my buddy was driving two and a half hours up. And I held the other one in my hand, sitting there talking with Brad from F5 and talking with the guys at the Buka booth and told them, like, hey, this this one is going to be paid for, but I'm not putting it down. I know you're not supposed to hold stuff, so I'm just going to stay right here and be that guy <laughs> to hang on to this. So I literally held on to the last bass pattern for him and they're that's because bass pattern is the worst color everybody knows that yeah do you ever see that picture of that bass that i uh that i caught that got t-boned maybe buy another band? i don't just like stock your instagram profile so yeah that's how you got all these thumbnail pictures <laughs> doug throw it the uh, river to sea glide bait is a good one like for the money i mean it it catches them uh, you know what, Paycheck? You should come on. You can you can give us a life update in Florida and tell us about your BFL win. Uh, we can definitely do that. I'm gonna see if this shows up or not. Wait, let me uh, hold still. What is it? T. Like, I mean, it got completely smashed. Coming up, mouth around that fish so another bass hit it yep hmm. it was entirely too rounded off i mean it was just the perfect outline of a bass's mouth it was probably maybe two days old so that's fake right debo like you can confirm that that picture was photoshopped oh yeah dude that was that was a fake 
<laughs> you know what? I'm... So, so that's crazy. So you actually saw the bass come up and hit that? No, no, that was about two days old. But the reason oh. I know that's a bass is we've caught multiple. Not me. I mean, I've I've caught a seven and a half pounder out of there, but my buddy Chris has caught probably three eight pounders out of there. Yeah, there's um, no way that was a pike. If it was a pike or a toothy critter, they'd be they'd be slits. Yeah. Was this before or after you gave up drinking? Just to be clear. Definitely before. This was two weeks ago. So <laughs> this this is another video that I haven't even done yet. Um, but I mean, I thought that I thought I had it snagged because I could see the red and the pink. I thought it was maybe bleeding um, until we pulled it up out of the water, and it was just it was fresh, like a day or two. And we know that there are monster fish in there and uh, flathead no catfish. Huh? Flathead. No. No. I, I mean, like, I've, I've caught enough flathead, and I know. And I know what's in this water, and I just know. Because there was one, it was when I was first, the first time ever thrown on an A-rig with the help of live scope. Um, I had made a blind cast, and I was pulling one up, and I'm about to pull it up out of the water. And this fish, she scared the absolute crap out of me because she was so big and like this harvester fit inside of her mouth and i ripped it away from her you know what the hog farmer harvester looks like Mm -hmm. it's like a chandelier it's a double rig yeah and it fit in her mouth and i ripped it away from her that's sounds like iowa fishing yeah dude that happens it's crazy that you say that because I'm literally pulling baits out of 10 pounders mouths consistently. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Because it would ruin your that? channel if you caught big fish, right? You have to stick with your niche and your niche oh, is small fish. So yeah, it's, that's the thing. Um, I see. I think this is a bunch of BS marketing BS on your, your end there. Oklahoma's worst yeah, this is angler influencer dollars from hog farmeries trying to like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'm the worst. I'm Oklahoma's worst angle. Oh, no. I'm ripping I've chandelier baits away from Flash Mob <laughs> Juniors with steel ball head jig heads. I'm lucky if I rip like a three and a half inch underspin out of a fish's mouth. <laughs> that was a solid two pounder dude. That would have been a killer catch. But <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen too many of those hog farmers break to ever want to buy one. I'm not an A-rig guy. I've only thrown an A-rig one day. I tried it. I'm just like, I have zero confidence in it. Well, People like think of it as a big spinnerbait. Like you love spinnerbaits, right? I'm like, I can catch spinnerbait fish almost anywhere. This thing, yeah, I don't know. I throw it. I mean, if if I could get confidence in it, I throw it. But it's really niche when it works. I mean, and when it's on, it's really on. Um, but it's a workout, man. Like. You feel like you go to the gym if you throw an A rig all day. I tell you that. Like, but do A rigs catch big fish, man? That's. I was gonna grab my musky rig, dude. I've never had a workout like throwing musky baits all day, and like I started doing that stuff last year. Stupid, stupid workout. Like, hats off to those guys, especially like working a glide bait. And I'm not even throwing a big one, like maybe a four ounce glide bait, working that thing on a telephone pole. Whew. Yep. You guys are grinders. Everybody else is catching 28 pounds in Iowa. I don't know what your problem is. Damn. Uh, hey, I've never claimed to be the best in Iowa. I'm an amateur at best. So, Thomas, good work on you, dude. That's why you, make you, need, you need to get that. So you set your expectations lower. 
You need to get that $1,200 leather-coated glide bait for that lake oh, if the God. fish are that big. <laughs> That's what you should be throwing in that lake if the fish are that big. Yeah. Have you looked at the weight on that manifold? <laughs> 43 ounces. So it's four pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think some of the musky stuff. The manifold, that's right. I think I saw a video of somebody throwing it. It was just stupid. <laughs> I don't have a rod big enough for the manifold, I promise you that. I mean, you would need like a, a boat snagging rod, you know, because I mean, I've got snagging rod. I got a 10 foot snagging rod, but you know, like the boat ones for trolling, they're, you know, six, seven foot, but I, I just don't, I don't understand the why behind that, that big of a bait, you know, I mean, it's, just, it's just a, a wow factor just to create something that's so unique that you sell a few of them and yeah. yeah. But before we forget, take care of business. Thank the guys at Arsenal Fishing uh, for helping out with the stream and supporting the channel. So if you guys need some braid scissors, some wacky pliers, some sun shirt hoodies like these, consider checking out their website. You can use the code scrolling at the bottom. Hellabass15 for you guys listen to the audio version later. Oh, man. This, this is really going downhill fast. Oh, gosh. I haven't said much about him yet, have I? Just earlier, but okay. he can he can rewind it and catch it later. So uh, it wasn't anything. Big. wasn't wasn't anything. Did I miss something? What did I miss? Not too much. We were just commenting on your sweatpants. You don't like my sweatpants, dude? I am no, we were praising. We were praising them. We were like, "That's that looks good." That's like, dude. Like, now I see I what am... they're talking about when they talk about gray pants. Like killer editing swag. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> dude this is i like i'm not even comfortable in sweatpants i like i hate sweatpants and this is the only one pair that i like um so this is this is my musky rig it's got a, a, a telescoping handle eight foot seven <laughs> this thing's a monster like that's how big the handle is things a beast i think this is a three and three quarters almost four ounce like glide bait and dude, like throwing that around for like forty-five minutes, I was cashed. Yeah, straight cashed out. I had one follower, and it's like it's crazy when you actually get a follower. I still haven't caught one on musky stuff. Like the only muskies I've ever caught have been on bass gear. But man, hats off to those guys for grinding with gear like that. It's like working a telephone pole. I thought I was Spencer, but then after my performance on Sunday, maybe I'm not quite ready for Derby season. So. 12, a solid 12 and a half pound bag did not quite get it done out of Mississippi River this weekend. The guys that wanted had 19 and change largies in 48 degree water on the Mississippi River. So kudos to them. Still that cold. That's just wild to me. It was actually two weeks ago I went out like pre practice and it was 52 and it actually dropped like three or four degrees in two weeks. Yeah. Yards are slowly going up. We were. Uh, I want to say two weeks ago, 55 was the high, high water on the lake. 
And I think we've got to be over 60 now, I would guess. Time for them to eat a frog. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start throwing it. Yeah, somebody sent me a picture uh, on one of the local lakes saying they caught one on a plopper. I'm like, damn. I want to get a frog. The frogs were singing today, too. That's the time, man. You hear them frogs singing. Yeah. Start slinging it. I even scared a couple off the bank, which is a good sign. Nice. I have frog. I'd like more often than not, the frogs scare me when they're coming off. Because <laughs> normally they're like three pound bullfrogs. And yeah. they sound like, you know, a bomb's going off in the water. Uh, I don't know what they were doing. They didn't, I didn't ask. Uh, in practice, for me, my buddy was catching them on jerkbait. Now I was catching them on a red quake lipless crankbait pretty good like we we would have we would have been first or second in practice but it didn't happen during the tournament um how much uh was difference between practice and tournament how many days like when you were catching just the day before really it was that much different wow i've never done tournament stuff that'd be fun though favorite frog that's not a spro Scumfrog like my... launch or trophy? One of those two. I got a lot. Like, I, actually, like I don't know. Not even sure the Spro's in my top five. <laughs> yeah. I like the Terminator. Honestly, Terminator is one of the few that I throw a lot. That's like new stuff. I throw these old ter- True Tungsten Mad Max frogs a lot. I throw the Evolved Nervous Walkers. I throw the... Swamp Donk? Swamp Donkeys, which I just bought. I didn't mean it. I bought some new ones to compare to these old ones I have, and I was going to do like a... Break it down like, is the new one, the old one, are they the same? Do I need to... Do you need to spend $50 on a used frog on eBay, or can you just buy the new ones when they're in stock for $10? Like, is there any difference? So that that's a... When we get a little closer here, I'll probably be doing that pretty soon, breaking that down. The Gavacho is a good one. I haven't used it, but I've heard good things. You know, I was throwing that uh, Kara, however you say it. Yep. And it, I'm just not used to it. Like, I mean, I know it's a great walking frog, but it is such a tight walk. And it's, I mean, you have to have that line just perfect to get that thing. And I, I like the Gavacho a lot better when it comes to a walking frog. Um, but simply just the way that I fish, I, I've loved this frog for the longest time. I've got the most confidence in those. Um, I used to think the launch frog couldn't walk very well, but I definitely, I've figured out how to walk that thing better. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we caught some last night and I think the biggest thing I don't know, one of the biggest tips that I could give people, like if you're out there fishing with a buddy and you're frog fishing with them, is, you know, whoever gets hit first, pay attention to how they're working their frog because I was working mine more aggressively last night. And then Oki, he gets blown up and, well, misses it, you know, but whatever. Um, He gets blown up and I was like, okay. So I start watching him. And he's moving his slow and subtle. And I was like, okay. So I did that. So I immediately changed my cadence to kind of match that slow and subtle. And that was the ticket. So 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. Cadence is a, a huge deal. Like Especially I've never this had time of year, like slower. I think oh yeah, for sure. Yep, and getting it as tight as as tight as you can into you know into and around cover, not just throwing it two feet next to it and saying, "Oh, there did nothing came out after it." Mm-hmm. You know, if they're staging on brush and such up shallow, they're going to be right right on it. Yeah, there's a ton of good frogs out there. Devo, I'm glad you're here. I'll be right back, guys. I got to go help with the boy. Hi, <laughs> Pinch hidden. Um, yeah, from dude, I could talk frogs forever. Um, the river to see Bullywa too. I used that a lot last year, and that was probably my all around favorite last mm-hmm. year. I saw somebody say the uh, the Mega Bass Big Gabo. I wanted to not like that one because it's expensive, um, but I think it does have a really easy walk and that cupped mouth. They call it the catamaran yep. style mouth. Um, do that little bit of splash. Like it's not as aggressive or like bloopy as a popping frog. Right. It's just that little like spit and you can walk it. No, dude, Giuseppe, I did not find that freaking tick. And like every time I come down here, I'm just scratching and ugh, because I feel like like I feel like it's just waiting for me somewhere. I don't know. I hate ticks, dude. Nice. Yeah, I caught just a tiny bit of the stream, and I actually heard that part. <laughs> um, so, what uh, did you say last weekend? Your water temps were still that low. Yeah, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Damn. But how close are up you? This week. How far up north are you? I'm just I'm just south of Minneapolis. So, oh, but okay. I was yeah, uh, yeah. I was fishing near Wabasha, so like Pool Four, you know, above Lacrosse there. Yep. People do hit, live target their that their frog is pretty good, but the rest of their baits are. I think the rest of their baits give their frog a bad name. Yeah, I agree. The, their frogs actually are nice. I hate the stupid leg ones. I think yeah. that's, that's but just their target. main like floating. Yeah, just like, the regular ones. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Stephanie? Yeah, I've been thinking about trying these. On, I feel like the online tournaments never a jive or line up with the weekend that I like. <laughs> I feel like they're always on the, the weekends that my kids have like hockey or soccer tournaments, and then the weekend that I do go fishing, there's not online tournaments. But oh, I just forget about it. And yeah, I tried a couple, and it's like to me, it's it's almost like unfair to do those because you know that's like, there's some guy in Florida just hammering them. That's like, oh wow, you got another twenty inch bass. That'd be nice. Um, Go ahead. I was gonna say some of them have divisions. Like I know I saw Millican just post one. They have a northern and a southern division. Oh, okay. Um, That'd be all right. I tried one, but I couldn't get service. Like to upload on the app, there was I forget what the app was. They had like a tournament app, um, but I couldn't take pictures on it and upload it. Like wouldn't work out where I was. So hmm. I don't know if that's a common problem that people run into. But yeah, I was I was down to try a couple, but couldn't get them to work. No worky. So, what was I gonna, so you try, you got those Dobbins. Have you got to take them out for a spin yet? Uh, only the crankbait rod, uh, which I like. Feels yeah. sweet. I like it a lot. Um, I haven't got to do the uh, the champion. The other one, the black and blue one. I thought. Oh, that's right, because you got the Frumbanis. Yeah, yeah, I got the Frumbanis one. And then they're the, both champions. But um, so, what were you throwing? Square bills on that, or? Yep, I was throwing the uh, Brat. 
I threw the brat around. I didn't get any bites. Um, and then I, I was kind of upset because I had the Daiwa Tatula Elite on there, and I've heard so many good things about it. And I don't know if mine just wasn't like greased right, or if I'm gonna have to take mm-hmm. it apart and clean it and grease it. But I don't know. It was loud. Like it's got a really loud cast to it. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. What did, I was trying to think. I had uh, uh, Trey Harple on like a month ago, um, and he was talking. He does a he does a, a bunch of real tuning, cleaning, and service. Oh, okay. I think he said most Daiwa Daiwas either comes too dry. I think the dial has come almost too dry. Like you actually need to go in there and like, that's what I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah. yeah they say they ship pretty dry, but I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because well, when you're casting it, that shouldn't really have like, if it's running on bearings, unless they don't grease the bearing, there's not like, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to pull it apart and look. Cause you know, it should just be that your spool is spinning. So yeah, I don't know. I, hmm. I would try that. That Other people in the chat are saying that just give her a couple drops of grease or oil and see that's if that makes heard a difference. Too. Okay, I will do that. People want to know little ice latte, no, mocha, no iced coffee, protein shake. That's my supper tonight. I'm trying to get back to being a little bit better shape because uh, the old the old COVID fifteen hit me. <laughs> COVID twenty. Uh, I like to keep my competitive fishing weight up, so that way that you know I can outweigh a two pound bass by at least a full two hundred pounds. <laughs> I can just lean into them. I've got enough weight now. I don't have to real fish, and I just lean into it and just. Yeah, Daiwas are dry, and Shimadas have too much grease. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of the guys that takes like my new reels apart. I fish them as is, like when I first get them, just because yeah. like I feel like when I get it, they should be good to go. Most of them usually are, but. And like, dude, the uh, the zillion, the SVTWG or whatever. Yeah, that new one. Oh my gosh, dude, that reel is stupid. I don't want to hear it stupid um but yeah that one was like butter compared to the elite so i was kind of upset but i'll i'll lube it feels good though i mean when you reel it in and stuff oh uh, i i would say for me normally 15 pound for square bills how about you uh it depends yeah 15 i was throwing 17 like on the bigger it's like i got that one from like my 2.5s sure kind of the bigger stuff size two trebles kind of those along those lines yeah, Gramps, I saw that combo. That combo's sick. I, uh, what do you what do you got that zillion on, Gramps? He's got on that Dobbins. Like seven thirty six C B maybe? I don't know which one. I don't remember which one he has, but um yeah, he had good taste. We had almost the exact same unboxing with the Diabos and the Dobbins. <clears throat> Oh, and I think actually he might have used your code because I think I shared that and he said he he saw mm. your code on that thing too. Actually, now that I think about that, because that's why I bought them. You showed that uh, after, of course, you already bought yours. I'm sure, like you did on the other sale, jerk. <laughs> that's, I always get yours before you share the code. Oh, sure, yeah. That's that's <laughs> Hella's number one rule for tackle hoarding. Is uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying I got some new stuff I was going to show. I heard you guys talking about the um, the big bite stuff. There he is. We got we got him down. We just so now you're down at the bottom where you belong. It's okay. I understand. I'm not. I'm not upset by it. I'm just gonna you know. 
handsomest handsomest beards have to go on the bottom. You make us look look bad if you're up top. So, Dude, that that beard is shaped too. Did, did you go to a barber and get all trimmed up? No, I do it all myself. Oh my gosh, that's I nice. let a barber touch my beard one time, and I will never let it happen again. He's Dude, got you go seven kids. He can't afford a barber. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love going to the barber too. So. Yeah, I, I'm just shaving mine now. I I just let it grow there for a while. Oh well, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just shaving it. Like, there's no use. And I can't do long hair. It is entirely too hot, especially down here. Yeah. What are you guys now? What is your water? I have I no you. idea. You know, because uh, I feel bad, just like diving them out like this. But you know, Oki's got a graph, but his temperature is so off. I mean, really? it is. Yeah, it was showing like 88 yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. not Florida. Does he have it like sitting on top of the transom in the sun? Like <laughs> no, no, I, I have no idea. Like even when we know it's like 50 degree water, it was showing 77. Hmm. So I mean, I know we're in the 60s. I know it's it's like high 60s um, after this rain. Who knows? You know, it's been raining since last night, all day today. Um, we need it here. Yeah. All of our places are so low. It's crazy. Places that I'm used to fishing are just like junk. Mm-hmm. I mean, like two feet down. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. One of my favorite lakes. It was like my least favorite lake. And then I learned how to catch fish out of it. It's down probably eight foot now. Because they use it to fill, they use it to fill another. So any of the Oklahoma guys, like Dripping Springs is down like eight foot. I don't know what it is after this rain, but they drain dripping to fill Oak Mogi, which is a recreational lake. Uh, Good fishing too, but yeah, it's frustrating. How about new baits? You guys have any new baits you're looking to try? Anything new and fun? I just bought this one. Ooh, the shad. Five-inch bull shad. I hear you're supposed to fish those quick, right? Like yeah, you fish them quick pretty, on the surface, like burn and stop. Yeah. How would you fish it, Alex? I like to do a. It depends on where I'm fishing. Um, I like to do a slow and then pump the handle for a burn and then just kill it and let it die. Uh, especially like fishing over grass. That's what mm-hmm. I love to do with you know the bluegill baits. Is vary that up. That's, I mean, that's what it was. I was having to figure out this past weekend with the glide because I've never, I've thrown glides plenty of times, but I've just never gotten anything on them. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to vary up my cadence. And I could, you know, like after you catch one, I can never remember what I was doing after I catch one. I can never. That's the first thing you say is, where exactly did I cast and what was I was doing? I don't know. Yeah. Like a blackout. (laughs) Yep. So I took the time. You know, and like this is the beauty of like doing like videoing yourself, whether you're on YouTube or not, is to video yourself so you can go back and critique yourself and figure out where you messed up at or what you were doing. So now I know exactly what I was doing on the cadence with that glide bait, and I know what to do with those jointed swim baits too. Um, you know, but the bull shed, yeah, I mean, burn it like that, but I do like to vary it up. I like to creep them, I like to pump it really quick and get it fleeing away, and then kill it, and then pick it back up. Nice. Yeah. I actually wish I would, like, the five inches, 
not very intimidating, honestly. I kind of wish I would have got a six inch. But if the water had been a little warmer, I would have been like, I mean, because like the, I mean, obviously you can throw a white bait anywhere, but like the river's the only place we got shad. So if we're really going to mimic a shad, I got to be on the river. But um, otherwise, I just ordered some more uh, Jackal Rearrange jerk baits from Omnia. Hmm. They, they're. I don't know if you guys have ever thrown it, but like if you like throwing jerk baits, like this thing has like this weight transfer system in it, and when you go to like go like this to throw it forward, you will swear to God the first ten times you cast it that you snap the tip of your rod off. It's, it goes whack, whack. You know, it's a magnetic thing in it, right? Yeah, so it goes back. Then yeah, those are cool. Every time I throw that, like anyone <laughs> I'm fishing with, they're like, "Did you just throw that off? <laughs> Break your line transfer going forward." No, I picked up a uh, Death Silent Killer. Um, I went with the 145. Shaving us. I really wish that I hadn't. I mean, I know it's going to be – the 145 is just so small, but I know it's going to be killer being that size. But after, after throwing so many big baits, it's funny how those little baits just don't really excite you anymore. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's got a very like underground allure to it. Like you, you see these guys that end up going to big baits, and that's pretty much what you see most of those guys throwing is they just kind of gravitate toward that big bait stuff. You know, and I don't know if it's that kind of trophy hunter mentality for them, or if they just like you're saying, if you get on that big bite, you know, you've kind of caught it. It's like, dude, I don't, I don't want to throw the little stuff. I want to throw these big baits. Yeah, and it, it really is, you know, because I mean, I I get that conversation a lot, like you and I had, Debo. You know, like. Big baits, big fish. No, not always the case, but big baits, big bite. And there's something about once you start chucking those big baits and you know that you can get fish to eat those, I think that's more so what it is for me. Rather than going with my, you know, crutch bait, you know, a Texas rig plastic, I'm throwing something completely out of the norm, and I've bettered myself to where I can actually catch fish on these bigger baits now. So that's what it is yeah. for me. Quick shout out to Vince. Don't want to forget about that. Awesome. Appreciate it. Not necessary, but thank you so much. Yeah. The, the big baits are like tricky, right? Because like you fall in love with them. But for me as a guy that fishes a lot of tournaments, it's, it's hard to get into that mentality and, and put down the baits that you're confident in and go with the big baits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very difficult with that. But they definitely have an allure. And I still have a whole box of them. <laughs> yep. I mean, like I, I caught like a one and a half pounder on a PB rat on the three piece PB rat, and it was just a massive crushing bite. But I mean, nothing to write home about. But still, just knowing that you caught a fish and that those fish are that aggressive that they will try and eat that kind of rat is just. And then, like I, like I was showing that bass, you know, that got hit by another bass at that lake. That's why I love bass pattern because a lot of the time, those bass that are eating bass are just more aggressive. So I, I don't know. I, I got, I got a thing for bass eaters. So yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about the, uh, you know, the top water on Lake Fork, and uh, I mean, I, I like throwing the big three hook spooks and the vixens and things like that. But that reminded me of this thing that I got. It's been a while since I've showed this this guy. 
A lunker punker? Mmm. It's the wood punk lunker punker. Yeah. But I think it's let's see here. Six inch? Uh it might be seven. It's like closer to seven. Yeah. But that thing is just silent, but just monstrous. I don't know that I'll ever throw this in Minnesota, but it's sweet looking. It is sweet. Like it's got this like foil paint job. It's wood. Man, I'm gonna tell you what Steve would tell me. And Steve is my buddy that caught the monster this past weekend. And I mean, I just I'm not gonna share much about it because it's really his story to share. And even in my video, I'm not going to show much because I want to bring more attention to his channel and like his catch for this. But the guy's from California. He's been throwing big baits all his life. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that really got me into throwing big baits and has given me a ton of knowledge. And, you know, to be able to catch my first glide bait fish with him was sick. Um, I was there with him at the exact same lake when he caught his PB my first year getting back into fishing caught like a seven a seven fourteen or seven thirteen on a multi-jointed swim bait and i can't remember which one it was but he painted it himself and uh then this past weekend he beat that pb at the exact same lake hmm. but he was throwing big baits all day he was have you seen the depths codename bass it's a 12-ounce bait, 12.1 ounces, it's like the size of a two-pound bass. And the amount of followers that he had on that thing was ridiculous. I mean, he was throwing it all day. And he's one of those guys. He's one of those big bait guys. He's got the mentality. He will just throw that over and over and over, just chasing that one bite. And uh, we had gone out, checked a brush pile. He saw a school of crappie out there. And... Decided to change up his presentation, and, I mean, we never even saw this fish until she demolished his bait at the side mm -hmm. of the boat, and it was – but what I was saying is what he would say to you, Rich, with that lunker punker is throw it. Yeah. You know, but with how good a condition that's in, I don't know if I would throw that. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that thing is like a collector too now, so it's a little bit – Yeah. Uh, I'll probably just keep throwing my big vixens and other baits. I picked up the uh, ABT Dirty Donkey. Yeah, there you go. Six inch, you know, That's cool. A, a resin. So yeah, I got I got carp. I'm uh, I'm switching over to a lot of carp stuff instead of bluegill lately. I think that it's good to throw different stuff. You know, when you've got a high bluegill population. A lot of people are throwing bluegill, so I want to throw different colors. I want to give them something different to look at. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of it's just that reaction, too. Like, even if it is a little bit different, you know, people say, well, bluegill's the only forage here. Like, why are you throwing something white? Well, I mean, the bottom of tons of things look white, crappie, little mm -hmm. bass, you know. And if everybody's throwing bluegill, like you're saying, if you're throwing something just a little bit different, <clears throat> and you're getting that fish to react anyway, you know. Might be just something just enough different that they haven't seen every day. Yeah. And make them investigate just a little bit closer. 
I can't say that I've seen that. You guys know what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. I do. I've got one. I got. I don't remember which one. I got one in my box somewhere. It's like a double chatter, and they've got a spinner bait with a. Uh, a I got the on. spinner chatter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Something new and different. I got the AB Tour Ridge Lures original vibe spin. Sure. Is that what we're talking Sounds about? Yeah. <laughs> it's got like one Colorado blade on it and then the chatterbait deal. Is what we're talking about? It almost looks like, oh yeah, I was just going to say it almost looks like an oversized beetle spin with the chatterbait blade. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I picked up one just to see. I wonder how hard it's going to be to make that stay true like when running. Mm-hmm. I did throw the Clacken. That's actually yeah. the first time I heard about them was on your channel. Yeah, when I was on your live that time. What'd you think? Threw the Clacken. Dude, it's super consistent. I haven't caught a fish on it yet, but yeah, consistent. Um, I got the bluegill color with, what did I put on it? Oh, the uh, missile baits, whatever Shock- they're. Shockwave? Shrap- yeah. Shrapnel the color. It's like a bluegill looking hmm. one. I've never thrown any there. I've only thrown a few missile bait things, so I did a big order unboxing deal. They have some cool stuff. So I said, what's your favorite bluegill bait? I'll show you my favorite bluegill bait that I've never thrown before. Looks like it's going to be a fancy one. (laughs) This looks like, this goes right out with your poster back there. Wow. (laughs) It's got like fancy as hell. Straw packaging and stuff. Straw. Oh man. Where's my JSJ Bates? He's a like custom bait maker out of California. This is his snack sized gill. That's so sick. Yeah. I have a huge appreciation for the guys that do that stuff. So much time goes into that. Like I just paint baits, but like when you're somebody who's making your own, even if you're doing the resin stuff, like you have, Alex. That stuff takes so much time to mold, demold, clean. Put uh, hardware on. I feel like I need to throw this though, because I feel like this thing is like the perfect size for Minnesota. Like, yeah, yeah. But I would be heartbroken if I lost it. <laughs> I'd get a thirty-pound big game for that one. CXX, man. Yeah. That's why I throw my uh, my big stuff on. CXX. What pound? 20? Um, 25. I put some 20 on mine for, but I'm only throwing like three ounce, you know, is going to be the biggest. So, yeah. Two ounce, three ounce is kind of the norm. Yeah. I mean, I've pulled up trees with that stuff. Sure. It's, it's stupid strong. I think the big thing is just going mono because then you're not going to have any like freak weak spots like you do with braid or floral. Yeah. And that's the thing with that CXX. I mean, if you do backlash that and you get a kink, don't trust it. Do not trust that CXX. If it gets a kink in it, I've seen it happen too many times. Nothing to me, knock on wood, but that's anything though. Enough people don't give that credit. Like when you backlash with fluorocarbon, if you get a kink in it where it's bent and you're picking out a backlash and there's a kink in it, I mean, that's just as bad as a bad fray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't, probably worse. Yeah, I mean, people don't talk about that enough. 
Yeah, they don't they don't give them away solid rock outdoors, but you can go to JSJ Bates on Instagram and he does drops occasionally for those type of things. What else? I don't know. Otherwise, I've just been getting kind of just kind of some small stuff, some plastics and some this and that. Nothing too crazy. And I've been, yep. uh, I picked up more of the hard baits lately, more of the bigger baits. That's just kind of what I've been what I've been doing. You know, the closer I get to getting the boat done, um, because that that is my goal. You know, I, I want to get out there and I want to I want to feel more confident and throwing the big baits. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go out on my boat by myself, go target where I want to find it, and do testing, and kind of break down some of these waters around here and figure out what works, what doesn't work. And even though I know I still have all my confidence space and all my crutch space, um, I haven't really been throwing them much. And sure. I know I can catch them on it, but for me, it's almost not as fulfilling at this point, to catch them on something I know I can it's got to be the challenge. Uh, yes, I have heard of the burrito baits. Um, they're a soft bait. They're, yeah, they're, they're pretty legit from what I understand. Um, Man, that's like a cult following on burritos. Yeah. A cult-like following. Not like, but cult-like. It's a... Uh, Honestly, big baits mono is the way to go. I think that's what I think. I got some. Uh, have you guys heard of the Kamikaze Craw from Big Bite Baits? Yeah, I'd never heard of these. My buddy Brando showed me those this weekend, so I ordered some of those. Mm-hmm. They're kind of cool. I've never thrown them before. They have a very like wide, flappy, like not a real like tight, like a little pack. bit like the Paca Craw. Like but... Yep, yep. Paca Paca. Whatever, those guys are cool. I never, I've never seen them. I like them. I'm excited to throw these. Ben Nowak was just talking about these on his channel, and I've seen them for a while. They're nothing new or crazy special, but some of the critter hogs, the power mm-hmm. bait, never thrown them. They look cool. I like that. Of course, they're banned in MLF now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I remember. Um, I throw braid on any of my big baits for topwater. Sure, topwater I would. I mean, 100%. That's like I've got – and the majority of my big baits are some form of topwater or they float. Um, And that's simply because I don't want to lose them. So, you know, if they do come off, I know that I can go over there and scoop it up out of the water. Rather than just having it sink down and never see it again. Sean says he's been crushing on the the critter hogs. So there you go. Nice. I also picked up probably I'm most excited to throw Strike King's best color ever. Little tequila sunrise orange flake. Grabbed mm. a few of those babies, and you can't convince me any other way. Those are the best smelling soft plastics on the market. Hundred percent. Worst smelling by far. Best best smelling, but I got to disagree on the color. What? I know. Chameleon. Uh, so I've never thrown chameleon. Chameleon. I'm telling you, if you haven't thrown chameleon yet, you're going to, yeah. If you if you throw that in your bluegill ponds, 
You're gonna message me. You'll be like, okay, you were right. I've not, I've not thrown it. Green pumpkin is so hard to beat in like a bluegill deal. A little, a little bit of chartreuse on it. Yeah. I don't know what color chameleon is, but in in deer tay water, tequila sunrise. It's kind of paying homage to my old man. Growing up, it was tequila sunrise worms or nothing. You don't get in my boat. <laughs> I used to throw the tequila sunrise power worms a lot mm -hmm. back in the day. That's it. Yep. Otherwise, I don't know that I have anything too crazy or cool. I got some hand-poured plastics from uh, from World's Worst Fishing. Pretty ridiculously cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, that does look good. So the chameleon's kind of like California 420, maybe? A little bit? Oh, that's interesting. Green, blue, orange... It's almost like the what is it roadkill? I think in Reaction Innovations, maybe that's yeah, roadkill. Yeah, <clears throat> man, yeah, dude, that's, I know. Yep, yeah. million <sighs> is like that's cool. Ones, that is my that's my go to around here. Never thrown it, but see, I don't have crap for luck on watermelon red flake, and like a lot of people, that's the go. Like, I'd rather just throw a straight green pumpkin. I was like a little flex in my green pumpkin. I don't know. I like. Green pumpkin blue, green pumpkin purple, green pumpkin something. I do as well, yeah. But I feel like just a regular green, but like if I'm just going to grab one to take and I don't know for sure, green pumpkin's hard to beat. That's why most of my plastics are Tramp Stamp or Superbug or black and blue, green pumpkin on the other side. We got to bite one of them, right? Tramp, Tramp, Tramp is my go-to favorite as well. Tramp Stamp. It's like the, I have a bunch of those in the the missile baits, I forget what they call theirs. Superbug. Yep, Superbug, yep. Yep. I keep a bulk pack of the Superbug D-bombs in the boat. Yeah, yeah. I got a 25-pack of those. That color is uh, <clears throat> the Quiver, Quiver 6.5 or whatever I think is what it's called. Destroyed for me on Nico Rig last year. P-Bug Grinder. Grinder. Sounds like a drink at the bar. Yeah. Is that a color? <laughs> it's just a color. You can get a Senko on a B-Bug Grinder. Kind of looks like just green pumpkin green fleck to me. But maybe there's something more to it. David, that was the Strike King Rage Bug in Communion. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, like a green flake or a blue or purple. Yeah, I agree. I like a little flake, especially in the days, those days when you've got sun. I think that flake just adds that extra mm -hmm. low light. I don't think it makes a huge difference. but Strike King Rage Bug is like the Bandito Bug, but so much better <laughs> and more original. <laughs> No problem, David. Oh, so, so your fish got to be spawning, kind of, Alex? You know, there's starting. A 
there's a whole lot of uh, speculation as to whether they are or not. Um, I think that we may have had a small wave probably last week or just, you know, in the past couple of days, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen, I haven't seen enough beds to know or to think that the main, the main wave has just yet. I think the one that Steve just caught was pre-spawn tail was in perfect condition. She was out in open water and deep mm-hmm. water. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I assume she was in deep water. We were in deep water, but never even saw her until she decided to make her appearance. But I think is that, that hmm? I was say, is that something you look forward to? Is that something you do? Are you going to look for bedding fish or is that something you avoid? What is your kind of yeah. thoughts on? No, I never, I didn't do much of it last year and I want to this year. And that's why I'm kind of rushing to get that boat done. Um, yeah, see, I mean, I, I heard they were on beds at 10 killer. Clay, Which my is... father-in-law caught a couple out there on beds. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a small wave. I think that within the next couple of weeks, um, with the way that the the weather trend is going, I think it's going to be very, very soon. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I like to do it. Like, I look forward to it. It's so quick here in Minnesota. It's easy to miss it, though. Honestly, like it happens in like just a few weeks. <laughs> like it's like, uh, it's crazy how fast. I think with the way the weather has been, I think that it's going to be before you know it, which I don't know. I think I look more forward to the pre and post than I do the actual spawn. You know, I just, there's something about, it's fun sight fishing. You know, I've done a little bit of it. Uh, A couple weeks ago I was able to do it, but I don't know. There's just something about, you know, when they're in that mode that they've got to eat again that they're just fractious. Yeah. Angry. Yes. Yeah, my thing is I just can't sit on a like a, a bed fish for like 45 minutes or an hour. Like I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would only do that if it was like <clears throat> just a monster, right? Like or in a tournament situation I would be willing to do it. But normally like if I'm fun fishing, I'll Give it a few minutes. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If Same. not, then yep. I'll yeah. throw five, ten pitches and move. I, I can't say that. Sometimes, I mean, I'll sit there and, I mean, but usually I'm on someone else's boat. So we're both obsessing over just. Yeah, getting- sometimes it does get personal <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Like, for no know, good reason whatsoever. I, I'm not saying I've never done it, but. <laughs> yeah. Personal. That's, that's a good way to put it is just like, I'm going to get you. Like, I mean, I, I just, I've, I've got to, I got to get you. So, well, I'm gonna have to jump off, boys. I'm gonna get sure. my, uh, my daughters to bed, but thank you for having me on, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for making the cameo. Yeah, and Alex, I sure. think you can go to Debo's Custom Baits on Instagram if you want to. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully soon, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working on the website. Uh, I don't know, I keep saying it's gonna be soon, but it's a lot of work behind the scenes. I didn't realize sure. it was gonna be that much, but. Hopefully soon. But go there, and you'll be the first to know if you're on that his alternate accounts on Instagram. So there you yes. go. Yes. Thank you, brother. All right. Good talk, yeah, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, Debo. Uh, I'll just go back and forth until I figure out what's working. I don't have a, a huge preference either way. I understand the import, like, uh, I don't know, the thought process behind Bright, you know, being able to see it a little bit better. 
Um, but for me, I'm going to go natural. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I want something to just look as natural as possible to where they're going to be more apt to want to move it. Although, if you fish, obviously it's not a normal, but like a lot of times smallmouth, the brighter, the better. Like, you can throw a bright bait five feet to the left of the bed, and they'll just be like, like yeah. but. That's- I, I mean that's that's on the bucket list. You know, I've never caught a smallmouth. Never have. We've got them here, but I know, I know. We've got it's them not that far of a drive. I've never really been able to target them. Um, the one lake that we have here that is just full of big ones is electric only. So sure, but ten killers got decent smallies. No, yeah, it definitely does. I, I saw them. You know, the first tournament that I did this year. Guy brought a couple of six pounders in. Beautiful. I've thing. heard you follow it doesn't have a lot, but it's got some big ends in there. Yeah. And you follow is just you follow is massive. I'm not a big fan of big water, Rich. I really am not. Well, yeah. I mean you're not you're not rolling around in 21 footer, right? Yeah. So <laughs> even when I've been like, you know, my buddy's got a 19 and a half foot skeeter, you know, and then Chris has got, you know, the 20 foot um Lund. But still, we would just rather fish deep, like mid-sized to small lakes. Sure, uh, it's just it's what I like to do. You know, I, I don't know. I just uh, obviously my boat will never go on big water. It's only fifteen and a half foot. But the other thing is, like, you, you don't have to fish the whole lake either, right? Like, you can just go pick up a creek arm, right, and just be like, "That's my lake for the day." So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. You don't need to go to those big. I mean, like, hey, Minnesota, we got a ton of just little gems. Like, it's just, but we also got some great big lakes. <clears throat> so, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for tournaments, I don't know that I'd spend much time on big lakes. Honestly, yeah. when I go fun fishing, I don't go to Minnetonka. Like, I, I go to these little, you know, two hundred and fifty to one thousand acre lakes. Have you ever gotten to the point with tournament fishing to where you're just kind of like? I need to put it aside for a while and then just go fun fish and just kind of get that back. No, I'm, no. I'm like 112% ate up with the competition side of it. Yeah. I mean, I still go fun fishing <clears throat> plenty. Oh yeah. Um, so I maybe, just, maybe if I was like fishing like this year, I'm going to fish maybe like eight or 10 tournaments, which is a lot compared to the last few years. Um, when I first got out of college, I was doing like 15, 20 tournaments a year. Um, so maybe if I was doing like just grinding it out, yeah. but I don't know. I, you know, but like we talked about this last time, like even to some degree filming and trying to create contents, even when you're fun fishing puts an element of pressure that also resembles a tournament. Cause you're like, you can't just go out and fun fish. Cause you like, sometimes I do though, like we'll say like, I'm just not going to film today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, every now and then he's like, I just need a break. Um, yeah. Like w- this weekend, I didn't roll at all for practice. I just, we just went and practice. And then the tournament I filmed and would have made a much better video if I would have been filming during practice in the tournament. Yeah. Like that's, that's sometimes my biggest fear is because you never know. You never know. Like if you're going to hit that, that mega and you have mm-hmm. nothing, there you know except your cell phone i mean you've got that at least i mean i had the cameras in the boat i had the yeah. phones i mean like it would have gotten pictures it would have gotten documented it just wouldn't have been a cast to catch right so but yeah. what's up gabe yeah f- fishing season in minnesota is a huge 
so in 20 minutes you're going live on your channel is that yep. true yep what are you talking about tonight i'm going to talk about uh big baits swim baits and equipment you know the to use to not use um with my very limited experience and knowledge um but a whole lot of uh, accumulated knowledge from different experience personal experience and you know stuff from buddies of mine um i just i've been getting a lot of questions lately and i planned on doing this last wednesday but just had some family stuff going on that mm -hmm. it was it got to that point where it's kind of like i mean i could have done it but i was better off just taking care of the family stuff for sure place I think Donkzilla Fishing is the coolest name I've seen in chat tonight. That is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Here's a, here's a little. How about a little King Gill? Yep. From Dream Smasher. I've yet to throw this, but it's been sitting in my box. Check out the wedge on that bad boy, though. Just Dude, like, like. Does that get you excited? Yeah. Are you aroused right now? Yeah. I've got my flying V over there. Um, I, 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 I held the flying V. I, I, there was a whole bunch of them on that table that I put on Instagram, but I didn't get any of them. No, no, the new color. I like that new oh. color. Um, Oki got the new color from them. I'm uh, I'm good buddies with the owner, so if I if I wanted them, I could just give him a call. Yeah, now, so say one usually, yeah, it gives me, I just get the blems and just pick them up, and then let him sell his full price baits to. Crazy people like you. Yeah. I am crazy. For sure. All right. Well, somebody needs my input. Gramps. Prepping to smallie fish and was throwing a tube some. Had a couple seem to spit the tube even though the hook was fully away from the tube, but didn't manage to get the hook. Were you fishing an exposed? Or were you fishing it like Texas? Stupid tube? How were you rigging your tube and what was the setup? Yeah, I've seen some guys like Instagram posting some really nice fish on this little critter, and I wouldn't call it a big bait, but like that's—I mean, that's a that's a bed fishing bait to me. Like that's just perfect and a great pond swim bait. Like it, yeah. Like I got the—I can't remember what these ones are. I don't know. Green pumpkin, just the six-inch like, weedless. Yep. Yeah. I got that, and then I've got the uh, what was it that gin clear? I'll be yep. throwing gin clear this weekend. We're going back to I'm taking or me and Oki are going back to the same lake, and I'm really going back because I mean I got on some frogs. And nice, I love frog fishing. That is my absolute favorite. But that's also where I caught the glide bait fish at. But <laughs> I learned a lot of stuff from how Steve was fishing and what he was catching them on where I got a little more insight and a little more knowledge to really kind of maximize the time out there this weekend. Yeah. I got the, uh, do I have some of the clear ones? No, I got this. I don't have the clear ones, but I got this kind of like shimmery white oh, yeah. one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm back. 
I don't know. We still here? Yeah. Dude, I didn't know if that was me or you. I my, think my internet spiked. My internet is like notorious for just crapping out, so I really thought it was me. So I was probably. I think it was that you were making fun of Guggen Bates, and they shut us down for a minute. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> you, you. We're, we're running out of time. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brian's ordering himself a Caden 745 from Graham. Oh, that's awesome. I'm gonna. I don't have that rod. I, that rod definitely interests me. Uh. Appreciate you, Debo. You didn't have to do that. That's awesome. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Um, if you guys haven't checked that out, Debo does some cool stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to the tube jig question. Tube jig kind of EWG text pose. That's weird that you weren't. So you were Texas. No. So were you like stupid tube rigging it? Like yeah. This is that how you're rigging it? Like that with the tube. Cause like that's my favorite way to rig them, and I don't have hookup issues typically. I don't know, but I fish it on like twelve to fourteen pound line on a medium bait caster. Um, do I ever do fish with fans or do giveaways to fish? I can't say that I have. I don't know that I have fans. That seems weird. <laughs> um, I've done some giveaway trips for like fundraisers and like for the Minnesota State Bass Federation. Things like that. So, I mean, I've done some things like that for, like, fundraising type opportunities. But um, it's just, like, it feels like – I mean, I have, like – I don't know about you, but, like, I've got, like, buddies and people that I mean to fish with every year that I don't get to fish with because it's just, like, between work and tournaments and – family and soccer and hockey and kids and this and that. And it's just like, it never seems to work out. And like, I'm always wanting to fish with more people. So yeah, uh, it's crazy. It, it um, really is that way for me. You know, like it, it's, you get kind of into a groove with the guys that you fish with on the norm and it's, yeah. just, it's tough to break it's, that groove sometimes. And sometimes it's just easier. Right. Cause like, you're like <laughs> my neighbor, Bill, right. He, he has kids the same age as me. And it's like, it's just easy to like get out and like, uh, have it on your jig rod too much, maybe. I throw it on like a Dobbins DX743 with 12 to 14 pound line. That's what I throw my stupid tubes on, if that helps you. Um, whoa, what are you doing, Doug? You go to bed at nine, <laughs> buddy. Come on, what's what's I don't want you to get, I don't want you to be sleepy at work tomorrow, tired. I don't want to be blamed for this. Yeah, kneeling and reeling. That was those were the good old days. Like crankbaits get so deep now, I don't know if they need to kneel and reel very often. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Jay wants me to fish. Like I feel like getting pressure from both sides to jump in these tiny boats and fish these tournaments. Um, if I do, be one of the southern ones, like Robert or something like that. But I'd have to look at the schedule. Yeah, back in the day, like most of the plugs barely hit 10 feet, and then you had to do extraordinary things just to get there. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, I suppose you do need a few minutes to get prepped, or what? Uh... I mean, I feel like I've got enough crap sitting around me right now. Like, I mean, I've got a battle shad right here. I've got a Miyagi over here. I've got a little ice slide 135. I've got the silent killer. Just, 
low key flexing. Look at you. I've got the right. <laughs> I got this new guy right here too. I haven't shown anybody that just yet. I didn't want to hurt Debo's feelings. Um, yeah. Oh, that blue that bluegill I uh, showed earlier tonight was definitely one of the most expensive baits that I own by a, 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 a fairly large margin. Yeah, yeah. I want to say my probably my most expensive one has got to be the Balum, which I catch a lot of crap for that guy just being in the package right there. But I've got a very specific lake and a very specific spot that I'm going to get that thrown for the very first time. And it's just, it's kind of like, I've got certain baits that I haven't opened yet and that I haven't thrown yet because I'm not able to go out. Like I was talking about, you know, target how I want to target fish. How I want to fish just yet. Sure. And they're all getting broken out this year. As soon as, you know, I get that boat done. I think that's kind of like, you kind of need to like either do your own thing or you got to have somebody that you're fishing with. that's like all in. Right, yeah. it's hard to do the big bait thing when the guy in the front is like burning down the bank with a buzz bait or a spinner bait. Like, it it takes a full boat commitment, whether it's one person or two people. If everybody's not on board, it's not really doesn't yeah. really work. Yeah, I mean, because there's you just got to be you got to be very pointed in the approach with those. You know, you got to know exactly what kind of water you're working with, what kind of structure you're working with, and what mm-hmm. is going to be the highest percentage to possibly get bit you know right. it's fishing no matter what you know it's it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen but you know being out on your own or being you know in charge of how you're fishing um even if you got somebody with you and you just let them know like i mean because like this past weekend because steve used to kind of like kind of cater to how i would fish or how john would fish and kind of slow down and do mm-hmm. stuff differently. And the last few times that we've been out, I've told him, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm fishing at your speed. I'm fishing at your pace. I pack specifically to cater to you and what you're doing, which will therefore make me better when it comes to, you know, fishing something different or fishing a big bait. But I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm there. Like, but I want to talk about I'm gonna be talking about stuff tonight, like different baits that you can throw on conventional gear that you don't have to have you know the super expensive setups you know like for that six inch dream smasher like there's yeah yeah, like just make sure that that rod you've got has got enough backbone for those exposed jig hooks you know just things like that that a lot of people and me included like oh the weight of that rod says it can handle the weight of that lure perfect osprey talon like Six inch huds, right? Like there's yeah, lots of baits that you can throw on a big jig rod. Yeah. Not even a big jig rod, just a jig rod. Like the uh the river to sea, what one seventy eight? The uh the S waiver? Yeah, the S waivers. Yeah. Like Yeah, hundred percent. They catch a ton of fish. You don't need any special equipment for them, just a flipping stick, like yeah. But even if you look at like you know the an eight inch BD shad like this guy right here, like I mean it's it's not extremely heavy by any means mm-hmm. and it's a floating bait, but even though you have a rod that can you know handle up to two ounces and can throw this thing, does it have enough to get those hooks in there? You know, like are you throwing the right line? Does your is your reel 
you know, the right kind of reel to be throwing that. There's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that, you know, I didn't know and that I learned the hard way threw off a very expensive bait that was sent to me, a freestyle, yeah. you know, the 316. The, the bigger the bait, <clears throat> the more expensive the bait, the more you need to fine tune things and match things up. But there's a lot of baits in the five to seven, eight inch that you can get by with a 200 size reel and a flipping stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> And uh, so, yeah, it'd be a good topic. Um, maybe I'll sneak in. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll lurk in the chat a little bit. Come on over. I need to set up this stream yard so I can start bringing people in. It's super, super technical. I was going to give try you a tutorial on it. To come over, but you know, he said he's got family stuff going. So, Debo switched to stream yard <clears throat> per my recommendation. I, I think I had, because he uh, was having so many issues with his. Uh, <clears throat> This is the truth, Sean. You speak the truth. Uh, what, what, what kind of, what's your rod setup for the six-inch Dream Smasher? What do you plan to throw your six-inch Dream Smashers on? Um, I'm throwing that on. Uh, which one is it? My either my Halo KS Elite um, Heavy, or I throw it on the HFX Extra Heavy. But like, what rod length? Seven six to seven eleven. Yeah, but so like you said, heavy to extra. I mean, but nothing like crazy. Like, like no. these are just flipping sticks. These no. are not. Yeah, like I'm not these are not swim bait rods. Yeah, I'm same for me for the six inch. An eight, I like I'm not. I'm not throwing it on this guy. You know, that's an F five Ghost Code eight foot, two to six ounce. No, I mean it, it could handle it, but I don't need to. You know, I keep those rods free for the specialty baits that have to, you know, just kind of make the, uh, make the switch a lot easier. So I'm not having to take a whole bunch of stuff off and retie all the time. Yeah. I'm not sure Graham's on the tech side of that. I don't know if there's some way to use some kind of capture card to get it to recognize or not, but, um, yeah, I'm just using like a seven, three, seven, four, seven, six jig, heavy jig rod for mine. Like nothing special. I, I keep my 795 swim bait rod, my Mike Long snatcher rod for some of the glides and, and some of the bigger baits. <laughs> I've had that rod forever before he yeah. was like the Mike Long we know today. Yeah. And he used to have a signature series Dobbins rod. <laughs> Wild. But, dude, you probably need to run, right? What's your. Oh yeah, I guess so. Well, so you got four it. minutes before your stream starts, so uh, <laughs> we'll we'll hang on a few minutes. I'll answer a few questions. Uh, if guys want to keep getting their bass fix, and you guys need more of a big bait fix, you can go over to OWA. Uh, that or it's going to be a whole lot of random. So if yeah, well, either way, you won't want to miss it because it's it's going to probably be a train wreck. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, um, it will be a train wreck for sure. You guys can guarantee that. I can guarantee. Sure. So this is what you're looking for on the interwebs. This guy right here. It's me. He should be going live in a few minutes. It's mostly terrible, but some of it's okay. There's one video done. If you scroll to his very oldest video, <laughs> I highly recommend watching that one. <laughs> Go to the absolute oldest video. Watch that one. Leave a comment. Thumbs up on that video. Everybody that's on, do me a favor. Go to Oklahoma thing and leave a comment on his oldest video and thank me later. I'm Tell him. In the comment, Hellabass sent me. 
Please do I'm that. Freaking getting rid of it right now. Nope. Don't. I'm just kidding. No, I can. I can never get rid of that, dude. That's. That was. I told you that was like the very first character that I ever made, and it just. It just kind of all snowballed from there. All right, dude. Well, why yeah. don't you bounce? I'll wrap this show up, and uh, I'm gonna go say hi to the kids, and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll come join you in a little bit. All right, perfect, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming guys. on. I will uh, we'll see some of you in a little bit. Cool. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed tonight. We're going to wrap things up here. Uh, if you came late, there was a bunch of big talk. Debo was on earlier as a special guest. We talked big baits. We talked new tackle. We talked about what was going on in Oklahoma and Iowa fishing-wise. Um, you can go back and watch the replay. You can listen to the audio version on my podcast. Just search Hellabass in your favorite podcast app. Make sure you guys check out Omnia Fishing and Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream. There are codes down there below. They got a ton of good stuff. You'll save a lot of money and support my channel at the same time. Thanks to you guys that super chatted. That was super awesome. You guys didn't have to do that. Um, Fishing video. So fantasy video coming Friday. Fishing video coming Monday. And I don't know why anybody would go to Iowa to do anything. You're right, Sean. But so videos coming out. Um, Appreciate it. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And if you guys want to continue to catch more big bass and suck less, make sure you tune in for more hella bass. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>